Hello Gemini friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my video, Gemini January 2021 Astrology Must Knows. Happy New Year! I'm sure I'm not the only one that's excited to leave a lot of things that happened in 2020 behind and I'm open and ready for a new year. I'm sure you are too. So there are lots of things that are going to make this January really, really feel like a new year which is very exciting because sometimes when we start the year like in a retrograde, it doesn't really feel like a new year, but that's not the case this year. This year, not only do we have open stars, we have really open stars for forward movement and we can make up for a lot of lost time and a lot of lost ground in a very short amount of time. That's because all the planets are actually moving direct. It's rare that this happens. And actually, even all of the goddess asteroids are also moving direct. So we've got a sky that is ready to rock and roll and ready for progress and ready for moving forward and continuing to break free from the stagnation that was 2020. Okay, so that's very exciting. So if you have to do anything important, you know, your big moves, your paperwork, your big decisions, the first half of January is just amazing for this. There's one caveat to this, and I will go into much more detail about this at the end of the video when we talk about Jupiter and Uranus squaring, which is an epic aspect, which is part of what makes this month one of the most important of all of the whole 20 of 2021. But it can bring some um, zealotry and recklessness and sort of um, a compulsion to wipe clean that that can feel very good, almost like you're on a high, like you're like, okay, getting rid of that, getting rid of that. And in some cases, some of that is going to be well warranted. However, because of Jupiter in a square, the tendency towards excess, and because Uranus is like surprises and jolts and things like that, this combination can cause someone to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's not what we want to do. So just kind of remember that I said that if you feel yourself on this like clearing out spree, that some of the things that you're clearing out or getting rid of or stepping away from might be things you might wish that you had some more of in the future. So just kind of like Keep an eye to the future, keep an eye on precaution, keep an eye on balance and, and um, reason, you know, reason um, and be careful to not overcommit, over, um, over throw out, over um, promise, you know, anything that could be excessive. We want to just kind of put a little bit of thought and moderation to that. But fortunately, we'll have a lot of support in putting that moderation there as well because all of the personal planets at some point this month are going to be in the earth signs and that really helps for grounding. So I have a list of other things that I want to talk about as must knows for the month. I also have a specific list of Gemini must knows, but first two admin notes. The first is that this video is for you if Gemini is your sun sign, Gemini is your rising sign, Gemini is your moon sign, or if you watch for your Venus sign or your Mars sign, some people do that. And if that's the case, this is for you. Each chart that we look at puts that planet on the ascendant. And that's a different chart than the other charts. And they're all pieces of your personal astrological uh, picture, okay? So this is for you, regardless of which Gemini placement you have. The second thing is that if you're a late degree Gemini, so if you're like, June 11th through the rest of the sign or 20 to 29 degrees if you know your placement, then 
I also suggest you watch my cancer reports because you cuspy friends, your read is much more complex, okay? So there will be pieces for you in the Gemini report and there will also be pieces for you in the cancer report. So you have to do a little bit more work to get your bigger picture. Okay, so let's see, we've got things, lots of things to celebrate this month um, and we have some things to look out for. You're definitely going to be having more eclipse news coming in and other news coming in because of the aspects that are going on. So this is going to be a very information rich month and things can continue to change throughout the month. The first half of the month is definitely different than the second half of the month. That's another must know because we've got these planets raring to go in the first half of the month, but then we start to slide towards Mercury retrograde. And if you've been tracking this at all, if you've been listening to my work, then you know is that as we slide towards a personal planet retrograde, personal planet to the ones closest to us, so Mercury, Mars, Venus, those are the ones that are closest to us that go retrograde that it puts us like, so as the month goes on and we get closer into this this retrograde and we're in the pre-retrograde shadow transit, it's called, the confusion, the internal focus, the, you know, things from the past coming up, things being called into question, plans changing, uncertainty, that starts to become more of the theme, okay, where we kind of like pull things closer to us, are just like awake to the the, um, the, the wisdom of the universe, trusting that as things are getting canceled or are unsure that that clarity will return. And the clarity will return. We've got amazing stars in March, um, especially March, and we've got great open stars again in April. And actually, March is one of my favorite months of the whole year. So anything that goes on in January or February has a chance to be rectified in March, and that's going to be a really good get-up-and-go-do-stuff month. So if there's something you're not sure of or you don't get the thing you're working on in by, you know, mid toward getting towards the end of the month of January, then just know that you you do have a great open window coming full of zest and sweet aspects in March. Okay. But we've got January and February to go through and they're going to be a little bit dicier and a little bit more intense, or in some cases, a lot more intense. Okay. So we've got clashes between Jupiter, Mars, Saturn, the planet Uranus, the Sun, Mercury are all going to come and make what's called a square. A square is what I call a diamond creating aspect because it applies pressure. It takes tons of pressure on the dirt and the minerals to to create a diamond. And when we have squares in the sky, which we will have this month, you're going to feel that pressure. But that's the pressure that makes the diamond, okay? So you don't have to fear it. Just know that you're going to be more anxious. Any any planets, you know, um, clashes with Uranus will make you feel like you have your fingers stuck in an electric socket. And Geminis kind of always feel that way anyway. So you're going to have to do your grounding exercises more in your meditation and your breathing and your, you know, whatever you do to, to stay grounded this month. But you will have help from the personal planets because all of the personal planets will move through Capricorn at some point. I mean, Earth at some point this month. Okay, so one of the big things um, is to avoid overpromising, overcommitting, overdoing, over you know any of those things, and that's that's something just as a must know to remember for the month. Okay, so now I want to talk about some specific Gemini must knows for January. The first is that we're going to have lots of energy moving through Capricorn. Now, while that angle that's made for Gemini's is not as comfortable and as yummy as a lot of the other things that are going on this month, which we'll get to, 
it is really necessary and it is going to bring a welcome, I think, relief to the zest and just fierceness of the activity that will have just occurred in December. The end of November and December are going to be really big times for everybody, but especially for Geminis and Sages because, or people with their, their, you know, important placements in Gemini or Sag, because the eclipses are in that polarity. So major eclipse in November, um, November 30th, Gemini eclipse, and major eclipse in December, um, Sag eclipse, and definitely look to my November horoscopes to see where that Gemini eclipse was for you and what to know about that and other resources I've created to understand because these eclipses don't just end when the eclipses happen. It's a whole season and it's a bigger picture. So the storylines that have been going on in November, December, January, they're going to continue until the beginning of 2022 and we've just been in a hot spot here. So you'll want to understand the the um, what's going on. So you can watch my November reports to get that info. You can watch my December reports to get the info about that eclipse. But do know that this month is actually going to have a lot more information coming in from that eclipse, those eclipses, because Venus is going to cross over the, um, the Sagittarius uh, eclipse point in the sky. So when there's an eclipse in the sky, it kind of leaves like a sear mark almost, okay, in the sky. And as other planets go over it, it like activates that. And that's what's going to happen. So you're definitely going to have more information, more news, more development. But these cat placements, even though they're not like, some of it's not welcome in the way that it's an awkward angle, and it's going to make you hem things in. Gemini's and Sag's also, I'm a Sag, so I, I get this with you. We're similarly wired. We don't really like to hem things in, right? We like to go in our circles and do our things, you know, move in our spirals and do the things that we want to do and be in our free flow and not be hemmed in and not be interfered with with our flow and what we're trying to do. But when the Capricorn placements come, they can bring a break from the frenzy because it will have been a frenzy because December, you know, the Sag placements would have just spun you out, okay? And right still at the beginning of January, Venus is in Sagittarius, Mars is still in Aries. There's still kind of like this dizziness and overwhelm and busyness that's coming from those placements. So as the planets start to move into Capricorn, it's going to ground that out for you. And even though it might be awkward and annoying in some ways, it's also going to be helpful to you. It will, it will major must know that's something to celebrate. It will give you great powers of focus and discipline and organization. So I recommend trying to do your taxes this month because especially in the first part, while, um, while the energies in Capricorn are still strong because as the month moves on, energies are going to start moving into Aquarius, which is also going to be great for you, which we'll talk about. But it's it's going to be a little bit more, again, like dizzying and scattered and kind of all over the place. But these these Cap and then the Mars moving into Taurus energy is going to really help you to um, do your tedious tasks and get them out of the way. So that when the other planets start coming, like the, the, the other signs start getting accentuated in February into March, you're not going to want to do these things. Okay. You might not even want to do them now, but you're going to be glad that you took care of them. So it might be helpful for you to make a list of the things that you're avoiding or the things that you, that were past due and that you might have to do in the next few months and try to like knuckle down and get them done. Okay. The second thing that is a must know for Gemini for January, 2021 
is that Jupiter and Saturn are moving into Aquarius and also the Sun will move into Aquarius and also Mercury will blaze through Aquarius and so whenever there are planets in Aquarius this is amazing for Gemini because it makes the most favorable angle in all of astrology the trine the trine gives you beautiful kisses and these are the types of kisses that you might not have to do anything to even get the benefit from other another angle the 60 degree angle that occurs sometimes which is not what we're talking about here sometimes means you have to do something with what's coming in order to get the goodness but this is like things could just show up on your doorstep things from things that you've done already you know can manifest and because of all the earth energy things are going to be manifesting like crazy because they're taking a physical form from all of this earth energy so every Gemini, early, middle, and late degree placements are going to benefit from all of this. And by the way, the other thing that I, oh, did I mention that already? I did. I did. I wanted to tell you late degrees to watch the Cancer also. Okay, but I did that. But anyway, so this energy in Aquarius is very excessive this month and is going to continue um, into February for the personal planets. And it's going to continue for the whole year, you know, in some form or fashion, um, because of the outer planets so this can really really help gemini's that have had a rough time over the previous years this can help you to get back on your feet to restore things in a big way to make up for lost time and this can give you extra creativity this can give you blessings in your finances this can give you blessings in your health i mean it's just there's so much potential and all gemini's will feel that and have that chance those of you who are at the beginning of the sign like may born friends um, or zero to nine degrees you're going to have some extra blessings because of jupiter and saturn both being in those early degrees they're going to kiss your gemini placement and you are going to feel that and it's going to feel really good so i'm excited about that for you okay so the next gemini january 2021 must know is that these gemini and sagittarius eclipse cycles like i said the news is still coming in but you're going to kind of be reeling from the changes that already happened and your head is going to be spinning from the changes that are about to happen, okay? So you might have gone through a lot of change, but the change is not done for you yet, okay? So you need to know that and um, you'll have more information about that coming this month. The next thing is that as Mars moves into Taurus and the 12th house, this is going to be about narrowing some of your options. All of these placements moving through air signs and plus Venus and Sagittarius in the beginning of the month and Mars still in Aries at the beginning of the month. This opens up the field, you know, where lots of options come in and boy, do Gemini's like options. Okay. I understand this too, again, because I'm a Sag and this is the same thing with us. Like we don't like to have to use an option sometimes because then that means that option's not there anymore, right? It kind of reminds me um, of, I don't know if you've watched The Good Place on Netflix, but if you haven't, it's a fantastic show and it's really funny, but and it's very clever. But there's, um, there's a guy there named Chidi and he, he's so funny, he cannot make a decision for anything and he gets all whacked out about having to decide sometimes even the simplest things. So Geminis can tend to be, I'm pretty sure that if he had a, a sign, he would be a Gemini because it, it's like you all get in this like, okay, do I pick this? Do I pick this? And then you get in the hamster wheel and you're thinking about it. 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 And that hamster wheel becomes like an addiction. And then, you know, you're just constantly like whacked out about the possibilities and not necessarily wanting to choose one or knowing which one to choose. So Mars in Taurus 
will be annoying in this way, but can also be a blessing in this way that will help you to hone in on, narrow the um, into focus for the options that are presenting themselves. And that could be a great relief to you, okay? So, but it also will be a little bit annoying and I will be honest about that. Okay, so something else that's very important to know is that over the next few months, every Gemini is going to have Mars move through the your 12th house, okay? So you're, those of you who are Mayborn are gonna feel this first, and it might take a little bit longer, like into February for the Juneborns to really start feeling this, but it is going to happen, and you could start feeling it early even if you're later in the sign. And when Mars is in the 12th house, it, it's like, it's definitely like a bull in a china shop. But if you imagine the china shop is your subconscious mind, okay? So like there's, there's a bull rumping and bumping around in there. And there are certain things that are fragile. If there's something fragile in your mind space or, or, you know, um, in your subconscious, it's, it's going to rump and bump that up. And it can feel like, un, like maybe mentally unstable, mental instability. So, just know that this is happening and it is going to pass and when it passes you will be relieved and you'll you'll be happy but what it's good for and what you can really use this for to be productive and not just be a nuisance is to just get more disciplined with your subconscious mind so again you know gemini's and meditation not saying that if you're a Gemini, you can't meditate. I'm saying that I've talked to thousands of people through readings, and I've talked to many, 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 many people with Gemini placements. And across the board, most of them have said they have a very difficult time meditating. But you can look to different types of meditation, you know, walking meditation, um, small, short meditations, even just for a couple of minutes at a time, and then build. There's I, there's a book called Marriage of Spirit by Leslie Temple Thurston. I talk about this all the time. I have for years because I've been using this book for 17 years, and it really, really, really helps me. And it's there are spiritual writing exercises in there that are like a meditation and have a meditative result, but they're kind of busy and active in a way. It's, it's, she calls it yoga for Westerners, basically. So if you have, a, even if you're not a Westerner, if you have a Western mentality or if your mind kind of spins like, like, um, you know, Westerners are thought to have, <laughs> have as our experience, then you might really like that resource. And it really could help you immensely if you can just sit down and do the exercises. So if you get the book, just skip to section two and just start working on the exercises. You don't even need to read the first part of the book to get the benefit from that. Okay, so the last thing I wanna talk about that's specific for Geminis that is a must know for January 2021 is this yummy Leo full moon on January 28th. Okay, so when we have a full moon in a sign that's nicely aspected for us, it increases the odds that the full moon will bring some nice fruition. Now we know that there's a chance always that drama, stress, you know, um, high emotion in not a good way can come near the full moon. And, and that could be purposeful, okay? I always see the full moon like a dog who had just had a bath or just was swimming, shaking off the wetness. The wetness that re- relates to a water, you know, emotion is, is, the, is a water energy. And so when the dog is shaking it off, it's like we're the dog at the full moon. So for people who don't process their emotions, you know, Gemini energies tend to talk more about feeling than taking the time to feel because we're busy and we're on to the next thing and we get distracted. You know, again, I'm saying we because the Sag 
profile is so similar that I, I just understand this so well from my personal perspective. So we can talk a lot about feelings, but when it takes time to slow down and be like, whoa, I feel this way, it's like, oh yeah, no, actually I'm just gonna go do something else, <laughs> right? So at the full moon, all of that emotional energy charge that's in the field gets discharged like a dog shaking off the water. So there is the chance for that experience, the high emotion, but it could also be a good thing. And because this is in a nice angle for you, um, that can increase the chances. So every Gemini can feel that as an extra blessing or something good to come out of any conflict that comes. But those of you who are at the very end of May, basically all May born in early June will get some extra blessings from this. But those of you at the very end of May, this is going to be in the very beginning of June, those few days right there, this is going to be the most um, intense and the chance for the, um, the most blessing from this. Okay, so let's get down into the nitty gritty of understanding this Jupiter square Uranus aspect. Unlike the upcoming in February Saturn square Uranus aspect, we're only going to have one of these Jupiter Uranus aspects this year. The Saturn one we'll have three times and we'll talk about that more next month. That's gonna be a very big deal too. But it's important to understand, like there are must knows about this transit because it is a biggie. Whenever the outer planets come in close connection or exact connection in this case, it definitely brings notable things globally down to the individual level, okay? So the first must know here is that you will feel very anxious, okay? The, the energy of Uranus really um, rules like like the nervous system in some ways. So it's like when there's an aspect with Uranus, we often feel like our fingers stuck in an electric socket. And so the anxiety levels run super high and those are gonna have to be managed. So you just need to know that going into this month, even though we've already had you know a long series of, of that going on, this month is going to be like that as well, okay? The second thing is that even though, as I mentioned earlier, since all the planets are moving forward, it is a good time to move forward and to make decisions and to, to do important things, especially in the first half of January before Mercury starts to slide into its retrograde process. But there's a caution here with the Jupiter square Uranus because people can feel really, really, really compelled to do crazy things. And some of those, if there's like a calculated risk involved, um, could turn out really well, but there could be an interference with the discernment process of figuring out what those things are. So like extravagance, erratic behavior, you know, because Jupiter rules excess. So like big purchases, big commitments, big, um, you know, trying to cut something off or, or, or big decisions about like kind of making a clean slate, a clean cut, and then moving forward, like trying to cut ties completely. There is some caution with that. So even though the stars are moving forward and it is good to, to make these big decisions in some ways, if you can leave your lifeline intact, if you can leave an option you know, for holding on to some of the old stuff until you can see how the new stuff shakes out, because you might wish you had some of that stuff to go back to, that's a very, very major must know for this aspect. If you've got that option to like 
wait a little bit until things are the tensions aren't as high wait a little bit to see if you can find a bridge option that includes both of the things that might be in question um you know it, it's just can be a little bit sketchy making a, a clean cut at this time with this aspect people are also very um uh, let's see receptive to other people's intentions